Hi, I don't know which episode this is because I've had to delete some episodes not to infringe on uh, copyright of other people's work because I did not double check about the exposure of time for the music. So I'm taking that as a hint to change a little bit how I do the podcast. And I'm welcoming this, of course, as it's happening right on the following moment of the sun-earth moment where the earth was receiving. That's me as an earthling receiving the enlightenment from the sun without the interference of the other heavenly body in the moon, our satellite artificial, natural, whatever it is, it's part of this paradigm. And so I am embracing my ability to shift my perspective because I can't shift the moon and I haven't been there. So I don't know what it is exactly, but I do know what was happening yesterday at the time of the lunar eclipse. I knew do know what lunar means I do know what eclipse means and therefore I am acknowledging the power of the true energies what actually it means and how to use the knowledge of words word magic word power knowing what it is and using it for what it is because this is empowering me to see clearly in 2021 (laughs) knowing that 2020 was the year that gave so many of us myself included the understanding and that the shifting wasn't just a thought that it actually happened (laughs) in the here and now and so eclipse the word eclipse comes from the word eclipsy singling out from a Greek um oh, I lost it again because <laughs> I want to be exact I mean you could probably look it up yourself right <laughs> but we want to be clear about what it is because so many of us have been brought up to think and to look oh let's look at the blood on the moon let's look at that when actually what we can do is use that moment as I did yesterday to oh I didn't know that to acknowledge what is actually happening and then take advantage of that very thing that very energy that we have. And so in eclipse means losing or having lost significance or power. And I find that key as we are waking up to these false paradigms or questioning what we thought was true. So we thought was true is that, you know, the moon was this all encompassing thing that made us lunar tick or whatever. And in my research, I've realized that actually the sun 
plays a very big role and it's really like the balancing of the two energies of the sun and the moon that have effect on the earth which actually seems quite elementary because of the positioning of the earth so by acknowledging that very fact i have really just amazingly even to myself felt a shift in how i'm wired that's why i call myself a reconnector i'm so happy to reconnect for myself i reconnected myself Uh, so uh, i'm honored to have had that experience that of course i'm sharing with you that's what sky astrology is about sharing my experience because obviously that's what the universe decided as i was born as the stars of Sagittarius were rising in the sky and actually as Pluto is there right now bringing it its power of transformation aligning with the power of transformation sorry it's so noisy in the background gosh so oh it's eighteen eighteen, which is my birth date my birthday's in November 18th anyway <laughs> so what you um will be able to see and here on the podcast is that the heavenly bodies in the sky in the night sky where the eclipse was and in the sky of the lunar eclipse in December we have the same very powerful um some of the same heavenly bodies especially Jupiter and Saturn so Jupiter and Saturn were conjunct at the solar eclipse and now they were in the sky and the lunar eclipse in the night sky to be seen and what's I find important is that the energy around this lunar eclipse which is when this moon is eclipsed this energy has losing significance is that the significant energies are those around surrounding the sun and because the sun is in Taurus and aligning with stars of Orion and Venus is very close by and even Mercury is at uh, Orion that these energies are accessible to the earth and when at that time of the exact alignment of 180 degree opposition which creates an energy exchange that is felt by the earth because we're in the middle like took a war middle of the of the of the rope <laughs> would get the most friction so that is an opportunity to uh, embody that energy and know also that by looking at it for what it is and acknowledging it for what it is that that can be used to alchemize our thought process because you know it's one thing to say um we have power is one thing to say we can do anything but to actually know how to do it is another thing so this taking your power back you have the power already just recognizing it in yourself recognizing your connection what is going on 
outside like people going up and down with their cars or something it's like a race in this main street oh anyway sorry i digress so what is happening is that when we are seeing clearly when we are not following a narrative that cannot be seen in the sky like saying that the sun is in gemini right and that the full moon is in Sagittarius which isn't that's an air Gemini and fire scenario where actually we have an earth we have our sun in an earth scenario asking us to ground that energy right not a sun in an air scenario asking us to increase that energy we are in Taurus and Taurus has always been associated with nature and the earth actually we are in the energy constellation that is most associated with our earth plane and that's the impact that's the power of this eclipse that when you you know accept it for what it is it can be a very grounding and empowering affirmation to use in your perception of where you are now and what your soul is doing and connecting the dots of every cell your cells cells of you because you are aligned with the cosmic weather with the cosmic energies with the cosmic rays and the cosmic rays are the ones that actually have more of an impact or the ones that we have the impact on earth and than the moon does okay so that is the really main takeaway that I want to say for the lunar eclipse the moon that was eclipsed and where the sun was of course we have the opposition and knowing that the moon was being the measurement showing us where that has happening and it's happening amongst the stars of Scorpius and Ophiuchus, which actually the moon is moving past now. But that also helps us because these are fire and water energies and they are of creation and they are compatible with the earth energies. Yes, and it's an aspect of also grounding and manifesting these energies, not Again, as an example, Gemini and Sagittarius, which are uh, expanding these energies and not grounding them, okay? Those both air and fire are not bound by gravity. They are expansive energies and, you know, everything at the right time. So what I'm coming to you really quickly, just to clear this up and to cover it all, is that I am looking for people to interview how Sky Astrology changed their life. If you want to, I'm going to change the format of the podcast. And what is going to be happening now is, first of all, that the day after the eclipse is not over. This is the beginning of the season, okay? So what I want you to know is that Saturn today on the 27th, actually began to go retrograde. I know you hear from other people that it went retrograde on 23rd, but actually that is the stationary period. It's a very powerful period. We felt that in a lot of ways, but now slowly going to 
go retrograde in actual retrograde and that's quite impactful because Jupiter is slowing down has not gone stationary yet is slowing down will go retrograde and of course Jupiter and Saturn were the ones in the sky so they're part of this equation now, last but not least I wanted you to know also as this you know moment where we are still feeling the energies of this sun moon or sun earth moment I'm playing with sun earth moment in the sun moon cycle right the no moon cycle where we started with the no moon the new moon that is the beginning of the cycle it's not finished yet it only finishes when our moon returns to the stars where it was at the beginning of this cycle which was on may 11th which were with Aries and Taurus, okay? So now that the moon is in a focus and we'll move into Sagittarius later and going over the galactic center, all this energy is very galactic in the galactic plane space. And so that is really important as well to be aware of so that you are having more intentional perspective that this isn't just something that's just going to blow over and oh tomorrow it's going to be that attention or oh this weekend is Memorial Day no this is really about grounding in everything that's been happening in the last year when when Saturn and Jupiter were uh, making contact when Jupiter and Pluto I believe were making contact you know this is accumulating and I've seen that I don't speak out these things in the public podcast because I don't want to be censured and I don't want to even touch upon that because I don't like to edit myself, okay? But there are co-alignments to what we've been going through. And I have put some of that on the website. It's free. There's two podcasts that you can um, listen to. And then there's an invitation to join the private podcast because I will definitely be changing that up and that's where you will get where the heavenly bodies are every day and an uncensored viewpoint of how I see the world through the lens of sky astrology so last but not least which is also very impactful as uh, this morning also our moon crossed over the node the south node which is in a focus and that's also important because it's through the nodes calculation that we even have a lunar eclipse and it just means that we have a line a straight line from the sun to the earth to the moon normally the moon is a little bit above or a little bit below the earth and so that's why it doesn't always line up exactly to get the eclipse and this calculation is based on the the calculation of the south node and so that happened this morning i was asking my family if things had happened and and we have got some really interesting responses so that is quite interesting to see because this is a movement from the eclipse season moving to the solar eclipse that's going to be in 13 days about 
and last but not least bringing attention to Mercury because Mercury is very strongly aligned with Orion stars less so than Taurus but in this case because it's slowing down it's not stationary yet but it will be retrograde two days from now from the western calendar most people say it's going to be retrograde on the day I it depends on what time zone you're in because Mercury moves quite quickly so it's not like Saturn that goes to stay stationary for three days so, uh, Mercury stays stationed for a particular so many hours okay so um, I will be of course in my community sharing my thoughts about that but what one I want to share to everyone is that if you want to be curious about the energies of Orion, know that this is a Gemini and Earth energy. So I was talking a lot about, you know, Taurus and Orion, where the sun is, and then where the moon was, and Scorpio and Focus, and how those are exchanges of energies. At the same time, we have Mercury, which is very um, as much associated with Gemini and Virgo. I like to say that because I don't like to use the word rulers and I just want to keep it open. Word magic. <laughs> so simple word magic. So when we have the Mercury there slowing down, this can be also extremely impactful. And we want to let this really ground itself in purpose not just the Gemini that ask questions but ask questions seeking and not giving up really putting information in the air so that there's a movement where we can start to alchemize a result that will bring rain and nourishment and information to this earth plane Right, so if you feel inspired to speak your truth more, to say something that you normally wouldn't say, this is the time to do it. Be the hunter of knowledge, be the persistent one with your viewpoint, with your message, with your truth, with your voice, because the world needs to hear people speaking their truth speaking their mind you see there's a little bit of a a war on speaking your mind breathing your air opening your mouth and so there are a lot of people doing that now I'm inspired by that and I see it in movements so that's fantastic on the 29th actually there's a big demonstration in London for people speaking out yes on this more or less stationary Mercury moment so that's really powerful and I there was another thing I wanted to express um oh yes so what's really good well I think I said that in the open podcast yeah I said this enough times in the open podcast so go over to the website join Sky Astrology Curiosity get some information really important about sun gazing and think about getting 21 days of a daily podcast with three months of being 
part of the Amanyak calendar because there's a lot of interesting things coming up. And if you haven't had a consultation from me, reach out to me because I do have some uh, possibilities for a group session where people can learn in a group like I did with Joseph Monroe, Joseph Moon and his community and it was very impactful for everyone so I'm open to do that in a small group also there is the cryptocurrency things but you have to reach out to me because you know I'm a one person and I like to do things on a personal level and I have links for these applications or these uh, discovery calls which are a gift from me that are not on my website okay so just say hey on Instagram or you can actually send messages through anchor but I think the best way is to yeah Instagram me I'm on telegram at sky astrology okay lots of love from me have a fantastic weekend and I'll probably be back with my first interview I wonder what that's going to be. I have a couple of people I have in mind I would love to interview. So stay tuned, subscribe, like. I noticed I had some really nice uh, reviews. And so thank you, thank you, thank you for the review if you were the one who did it. <laughs> okay, got to go now. I haven't eaten all day and it's 6.30 in the evening. Bye. Cheerio. Sorry, no music. <laughs> but that's how it goes. Bye. Welcome to episode 395. It could have been 400, but I got flagged for not editing my podcast properly and removing the music that I did not ask to play. So that is one of the reasons I have a private podcast. I do pay Spotify and I am happy to be able to use the frequency of music to align with my message that I like to share with souls that are open to learn and to be conscious of what's happening in the sky above, not what people say is happening in the sky above but what is actually happening and when one has this experience on a daily basis there's something magical that happens with that and that is of course fantastic when we can align ourselves with the natural energies of this earth plane because we are nature we don't go into nature we are nature as well our nature we are of course a part of the cosmos all living things and the sky is also a living thing just like mother earth is a living thing so this podcast is a little a collection from May 27th with the lunar eclipse, I believe. And then it is just a little snippet of a wonderful coincidence that I had on my June 6th podcast where 
I was talking about how to use the power of Mars in Gemini because Mars is, for me, the energy of this heavenly body is one that sparks things, that one that gets things started. It's associated with the first house, with the push, the work needed to get organically that life into this earth plane. And that is the productive energy of Mars. The antiquated energy maybe of Mars is of course associated with war, but also it's like somebody be starting something, right? So, you know, these are really important energies to recognize how they are in the sky. I think Western says they're somewhere else. But what is important to know, especially in this season where we are going to have a lot of planets in what we call the galactic plane, a really powerful part of the sky. If you ever have a chance to see the Milky Way, you will in the sky see the milky parts of it and it, they're kind of white and then the rest of the sky is dark, you know, dark with the stars there. And so this part is full of uh, nebula and galaxies. It's very abundant with stars. And therefore, when a planet travels through there and our sun, which is our day star, our hydrogen bond, is connecting us to these energies, then, of course, we as star stuff beings can of course align with these energies but because uh, we haven't really been nurtured in with that facility especially with the programming of western astrology tell, getting putting us a bit off this can be a bit of a struggle so in this podcast i t- have snippets from this coincidence when I was talking about asking questions because that's what Gemini does. Gemini is not just talky, talky, talky. It's keeping the thoughts in the ether, in the air, and having them move and not just talking to yourself but sharing them with other people. And that is a big part of asking questions. And then after, just as I finished my podcast for the Astrology community, I opened up my Instagram as I was waiting for the file to upload. And what the first thing I see is a post from Teller Divine saying, uh, ask, quest- ask questions. And I just found that just so aligned and so powerful because that happens to me quite a lot. So just really quick. When I was prompted by the water priestess to uh, about my house system for sky astrology, I was like, oh, yes, I didn't think of that. <laughs> and so when I put my course together and I did my house system, I ended up with a totally different house system that's more biologically based. And especially what's so powerful about it is that it honors the womb space and it is number zero. It is the zero house in the womb, and then it goes from zero to 11. And why that is so powerful 
is that we are really realizing what is happening to us as water beings in the womb and science has shown us that there are studies now there is proof of how the experience in the womb is very much uh, indicative of a lot of these intuitive characteristics and traits and nuances a lot of us have and in sky astrology i put a lot of emphasis on that because of course we did not know these things before so progressively thinking always about how to look at things in a different light that's what sky astrology is to me and you know i wanted to say also thank you all for so many follows i think it's because teller divine shouted me out when teller divine or the water priestess shouts me out i get just a lot of people curious and these things are so important that's what a part of asking questions is that's a part of this gemini mars energy and venus is also in gemini but not the sun literally the sun and the solar eclipse will be aligned with the stars of taurus and orion not anything else if you think you are interested in anything that is related to the word astrology astro is for star and astrology is study of it's the study of stars and actually it was the study of stars the stars that make up the constellations and when i say that our sun is in the constellation of Taurus. It is amongst the stars that we read as the Taurus constellation for thousands of years. And so I'm just honoring what actually is in the sky and using my experience that the universe gave me in order to spread this word. And so that is really so powerful in these times and we're finding a lot of information out now that we need to know which is about this energy coming up that we are actually closing up from the last solar eclipse which was december 14th 2020 and we need to understand it's important to be mindful to close that up to assess what really came to be because of things that happened in December 14th and now how we are prepared to use that information before we start another cycle which is here this solar eclipse in Taurus very close to the node that's why it's a solar eclipse and also more important I mean not more important but the the kicker I would have to say the kicker is is that Mercury will always also be at the same degree and this is a degree that is a numerological eight which is a powerful one all the time I just say to people please keep the high vibration because false light and people and energies that want to interfere with the truth finding out the truth are omnipresent 
And as David Icke said, he said, the only thing they can't interfere with is love. Vibration of love, unconditional love, keep the vibration high. So I think I've said a mouthful. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to book a gift of a discovery call. It costs absolutely nothing. And also I'm opening up for this week of the lunar eclipse. My What is Sky Astrology has some videos, it has some interviews, and some visuals of what Sky Astrology is and the difference that it is from other uh, labels that people want to sometimes confuse. Or, you know, it's we're in a metamorphosis. People are waking up to the fact that, oh, when people were saying astrology, they weren't really, even though they used the language, they weren't really talking about what was actually happening in the sky. And that's so empowering. People getting excited actually what's happening in the sky, looking up. And the more everybody's looking up, the more our family are seeing things in the sky. So it is a fantastic moment to wake up, look up, be curious investigate and I hope I can be of some service to you and any questions that you might have. So if you're not motivated by this Monday motivational speech or podcast or blah 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 I don't know what else to do. (laughs) Okay um yeah and if you want to join the private podcast where I play a lot of tunes and find another tune I'm gonna play tomorrow is Moon Shadow. I love that song as well but today we played Fly Like an Eagle and Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash and Total Eclipse for the Sun from Bonnie Tyler. So somebody already wrote me a message that they really enjoyed the podcast. Thank you. You know who you are. I really appreciate so many of you who are part this on this journey with me. So lots of love from me. And here's the rest of the podcast. Some clips from June 6th and 7th. Cheerio. P.S. Just a footnote that I noticed that I went on a tangent and I didn't come back to really important information. And the information was about the development of having the zero degree, the zero house in sky astrology house experience i call them i don't i try to cease to say things or systems even though i slip sometimes but what i wanted to say as i remember the moment that i started to toy with this idea of aligning the pisces energy to the womb with thinking about the stars that are similar to things around birth like Arishka which is the knot the star in Pisces that joins the two strings that at the end supposedly have the two fish but I was thinking when I saw that and thinking that oh that is the baby and the placenta and attached to it and after I had did that, I was doing that screen share actually for a podcast, no, for a YouTube. And I was doing that and then I finished and I opened up my Instagram and there was a baby in the embryonic sac outside of the mother. It's a special name they call that. And 
it was just, yes, this makes total sense. And that's the beginning of thinking about really, you know, this position, this experience of the baby in, in this cocoon. And the baby was like moving around totally oblivious to what was going on outside in its own world. So, yeah, that was the beginning of it. But then, you know, I was collecting so much information. And then Jilly had asked me what I thought about uh, you know, she had sent me this thing. Oh, this is a house system. What are your house systems? I thought, oh, I haven't even like sorted out my own house system in the middle of doing my course, which is like experience, which is part of the consultations because I'm more of a teacher than a reader. I, you know more about you than I do. So to make it clear and to end this story, That is part of the story, how it came with the zero house. And actually, it's kind of evolved finding even that actually the Pisces um, constellation shape looks more like the fallopian tubes, the ovaries and the uterus for, you know, in real life and that, of course, it's scientifically known as a place where there's a lot of um, similar things to how we, what we associate with the soul space, the space holder before and after the life, the earth life. So yeah, I won't go on so much. I might repeat myself. So I just wanted to say that because I was listening to part of the podcast and I was like that you never came back to say what it was the second coincidence because it was so powerful and you know the same thing happened again I don't know maybe a year later I don't know when that happened but yeah it's quite amazing and I love these synchronicities so embrace your synchronicity synchronicities they will very often you know put life together for you um and if you do go for the discovery call and please note there is a uh, link to listen to how I came about Sky Astrology and it talks about um, the synchronicities in my life. Or I used to call them coincidences as well that actually ended up being true hints of a life that you could say is a phenomena, is something that is beyond this this earth's understanding or even beyond my understanding but if I didn't have the proof the physical proof then I even myself would be challenged to believe it anyway that's enough from me take care thanks for listening ciao welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not Astrology. This is Sky Astrology via Astronomy. I'm thinking to be a bit retrospective about the weekend. To... The weekend and maybe the week previous, right? But maybe we're thinking that because we're in the middle of Mercury retrograde, all these M's, and we are actually sitting pretty, pretty 
considering similar times when we are leading up to an a solar eclipse because this solar eclipse is happening in a very potent part of the sky and there are very few solar eclipses that have mercury retrograde as part of the mix so <laughs> I find that quite fascinating and I just want you to know that the way I'm looking at it it's all good so even though I personally feel this time is challenging because I feel the weight of reality and I believe it's coming from the abundance of heavenly bodies in earth space here and especially the personal what they call personal planets the ones that are viewable because of the distance that they are in they're not always viewable maybe because of the light situation but they are very close to the sun and they're they are quite close to each other right now which isn't always the case right and the ones that are further away Pluto Neptune and Uranus are actually not in the heat of where everything is happening they're a little bit outside of it all Jupiter as well even though Jupiter is considered a personal planet Jupiter Saturn all those are on the other side of Aries to be honest and here we have the Sun Mercury Moon Mars and Venus all in the Taurus and uh, Gemini Orion area so when we have so much in earth and then we have quite a lot of powerful energies in air it does need to um, have some real input by us recognizing how to bridge this gap how to alchemize our realities with our ideas about why we're here what is reality anyway what's happening and just to keep the lightness I find by asking questions by being curious helps to uh, lighten the load and of course to be mindful of negative thoughts because that ain't gonna help nobody no so <laughs> so let's find out where the heavenly bodies are we're gonna do a eastern standard time okay but we step Yes, it does. Oh, gosh. This just came to me 
when I was thinking, oh, I don't have any time. It's like time is running out or there's just not enough time. It's like time keeps slipping into the future. <laughs> that organically came to my awareness yesterday after I had uh, published the podcast. So I was happy I actually had inspiration for the so-called Monday inspiration because this song speaks volumes, one that I grew up with. And of course, we have the lyrics today. Please read them. They are so motivational, inspirational. And I'm going to play the whole song for sure at the end of this podcast. So how are you feeling? I know the vibe is not <laughs> not the usual vibe we have um of course a lot going on and i'm not one to come and say how you should feel what i'm here to do is to share uh the mathematical and astronomical positions of the heavenly bodies and where they are so what's important to note for me is where we are. We are coming to the close of the sun-moon cycle that began on May the 11th. But let me tell you where else we are, which is why I'm thinking of doing a Zoom, is that a public Zoom, okay? is that just like I woke up really literally like you know when you wake up to stuff you just wake up to stuff and you can't go back to sleep and it just grows like anything uh, any kind of waking process so when I woke up to the, what the moon was or isn't or just questioning what it is the new moon time all this kind of rituals which I never did but you know that we do in our culture in a lot of religions we have this understanding this reverence for the new moon but what's interesting is and what I notice in Egypt is how a lot of their religion is based around the crescent moon now I don't know why I don't really know anything about that but what I do know is that's when you can see the moon, right? You They wait, and so you don't need a, a calendar to tell you. You just wait to see at sunset, uh, is there a crescent moon? Yes, there's a crescent moon. They can eat or remin or however it goes, right? So what that tells me is there's a difference between when you can see the moon and when you can. And when you cannot see the moon, 
that means that you have the uh, invitation, let's say, to be the reflection because I'm coming from the stance that the moon is a reflection and also I still like cannot unsee this video where they showed how the faces or the images that we have been looking at all over on the moon seem to correlate with the atlas of the earth. I haven't followed it, it was like really detailed but um, you know these things like I say spark my curiosity and I'm asking questions but back to what sky astrology has experienced or what I experienced because I'm the founder of sky astrology <laughs> is that when we had the lunar eclipse just some weeks ago and everybody all the years we have been conditioned, program, whatever, to look for the quote-unquote blood moon, to look to see what's happening to the moon. Moon, 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 right? And on this day, I think you guys somebody saw it, I was looking at the sun from early morning all during the day. And why are we looking at the moon when it's in the shadow of the earth? It's the earth that is starring that moment. It is the earth that is taking the direct uh, impact electromagnetic rays from the sun without moon's interference in perfect alignment. So there's no direct interference. But of course, the sun and moon, they're tied together in this, this stance together. So at that time, the earth is perfectly aligned mathematically in this eclipse moment that's what it is it's exact on the plane of the sun then it's the earth that has the full ability to alchemize this energy between the sun and the moon and so when everybody's looking at the moon if it's blue if it's blood red or when whatever I was looking at the sun. Of course, I couldn't see the moon anyway, but that was the opportunity for me to ex explore, whoa, what if I look at the sun? And how do I feel about that? And it reminded me then again of the December 14th solar, what was it? Was it a solar eclipse? Of course it was solar eclipse. It was a solar eclipse. And Jupiter and Saturn were conjunct as well. And I remember myself, we all felt this change and it was like we were all like so obsessed with the sun and the sun was at uh, a focus, but in this galactic plane area, in this very powerful part of the sky, this uh, really bright, fully um, energetic, power, powerful um, space of the sky because only really less than eight degrees away from the galactic center which is very close so why I say all that is to say that we actually as we approach this second I believe or we can see it this way because all hologram whatever or you know how remember how powerful you are and when we use the the reality that we can see and the mass and just common sense. We can understand what's happening here. And then the world events 
And even maybe some of your events are correlating with these energies. So December 14, 2020, we had the eclipse happening. And that was right in the middle of the, and I'm going to make part of this public, maybe. Yeah, I'm going to make part of it public. I got, I kind of, I kind of keep my, my podcasts uncensored. So there were two uh, dates between the solar eclipse on the 14th of December that have been really coming back into our awareness now as this really solar eclipse moment is ending and I know why that is ending as well but like I say this is the podcast for this guy astrology community we would love for you to join us you can actually if you sign up today uh get the calendar and the daily podcast for two weeks and then you can have it for the summer solstice date of the 21st of june when it comes out until september 22nd and we have zoom calls as well so you know, I also wanted to just make a note. The reason why I wanted to make this public because I wanted to share, you know, that amazing moment when I realized that I was talking about asking questions and then the synchronicity of seeing Taylor Divine. Also, um, putting up a sign saying ask questions, you know, thank you for asking questions. So, yeah, that's just really from me where I see my confirmation not from the news not from this it's really from these powerful synchronicities which are just validation that the universe God above because I do you know have you know the connotation of God I struggle with because of the programming just like I don't want to know where Western astrology, I won't tell you, oh, Western astrology, the moon is that I, I like have to detach myself from that because I know it's a false paradigm. I know it's not where the planets are. So I'm actually lying if I were to use that and say to you, oh, this is Gemini season or the sun is in Gemini. That's a lie. I don't care, you know, like if it's not politically correct right but you know the only way i have found possible to break from the chains of programming is to break from the chains of programming and that is to call it like i see it and thank you the technology that we have allows us now to just use it point up to the sky and say oh there we go there it is <laughs> right this is what's actually happening so this is great this is really great. And now I'm going to talk about where the heavenly bodies are. It goes deeper into discussions 
with my family. So, uh, yeah, there'll be a link in my bio if you want to know more about signing up for our our sky astrology on maniac calendar and podcasts etc which is co-created by the water dreamer you can sign up on her link tree as well okay so now what i was talking about before is that we 